Blaster, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Katherine Andrews. We discuss connecting the dots and creating plots, her penchant for wanderlust, and wisdom from J.J. Watts. Good morning, Katherine. Good morning, Willow. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast today. I'm very excited. I'm so excited, too. I met you at Southern Bells signing in Pittsburgh and just knew I had to have you on because you were so fun. Well, thank you. I've never done a podcast, so this is all brand new for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sending me last slice of pie. I enjoyed it so much. All right, good. I tried to keep it like the series lighter and fun, and I certainly hope you like pie. (laughs) Well, you made me hungry through the whole book. So. <laughs> That's what I tend to hear a lot from people. So I have achieved my goal. I showed my dad, he loves cooking and baking. And I was just telling my family about the recipes and we want to try them. And I want to know like where they came from. Are these part of your family recipes or what came first, the book or the recipes? All of the above. <laughs> I, f- I feel like, you know, when you're plotting stories, like I mean, I literally mull over them for years and Mm -hmm. for years I knew I wanted to do a Southern food series. I love to cook. I am in the junior league of Tampa and I do recipes for our cookbooks here. So that's awesome. Yeah. I am printed in one capture the coast and, um, that was fun. It was like a grouper piccata. So I started a food blog years ago and then it became my family blog so long ago. This was back in 2010 and it became my family blog. And then I was like, what if I could work these recipes into the story? So yeah, this series, Starving for Southern, there's three different girls. It's about three girls. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I was making it a little on the chiclet side where it would be like a broad audience, but I just love dual point of view and I love happily ever afters and that really doesn't make it very chiclet. So Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so the recipes, some are mine, some are my family, some are my friends. I've had a few readers give me recipes that they love. So it's just kind of come like, I don't know, they come from all over. So food is love and that makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Grasshopper pie. Oh my word. (laughs) Where did that one come from? Grasshopper pie came from Southern Living, actually. It looks delicious. It is delicious. Yes. And we actually use the alcohol in it. So it makes it even better. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You made me so hungry. And I love the couple, Brian and Lexi. Did you have any particular muses for them or are they all in your head? Nope. They're all in my head. And so most people's names in my books are someone that I know. And this series, it's three girls from my street team and their husbands. So Lexi is a real person and Brian is her husband. I mean, they live in Rhode Island, completely irrelevant to the story, but their names came from a real couple. That's fun. Yeah. Like a little love note to your friends. I know. I find I do muse more on location than I do on people. Mm. If I go to the beach, I'm inspired. If I'm in the mountains, I'm inspired. And Mm -hmm. if I walk through Williams and Sonoma, I'm inspired. So, yeah. I would love to have one of your meals. I love good food. You can come to my house whenever you want. Okay. You, your husband, your kids, whoever. (laughs) My dog is friendly. Y'all come on over. Open door here. Thank you. My dog is a little bratty. He's not so friendly with other dogs, so we might leave him home. But... We love food. So. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> I mm-hmm. loved the whole Southern aspect. My family 
is mostly all in the South, and so I felt that deep resonance with the whole Southern thing. I loved that part of the book. Thank you. I think all of my books are set in the South. I have one that splits time between here and and New York City, but I'm at the crossroads right now, whether I decide if I want to stay in the South and be Mm -hmm. like known primarily as a Southern fiction writer, or if I want to broaden out and go somewhere else. So I kind of feel like once I finish this third book in the series, I have to make a decision, I feel like. Mm. so. Are you leaning one way? I'm leaning towards the South, but I have one plot that's set in Chicago because we used to live there. Oh. And it's on Michigan Avenue. So it's not like you can pick a different city. Um, Michigan Avenue is so unique to what, you know. But I I do like the idea of being a Southern fiction writer. Hmm. Maybe both Mm -hmm. will have to be incorporated in that book. I thought about it. I thought about all of my characters overlap in the stories too. They drop in here and there. And I thought about having that Chicago character in my book three of the Starving for Southern series, mm-hmm. you know, and that book is set in Charleston. So fun. Yeah. I love it. Do you take a break between projects? I'm going to say no, because I'm a slow writer. I work full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have two boys, which are about to flip to 11 and 14. Like I'm, I'm drowning oh, in wow. sports. Yeah. So I walk out the door at like six something in the morning and I don't usually get home till eight thirty at night. So I really oh, only man. publish one book a year. So one book a year, it's like slow and steady. I remind myself constantly it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And then, um, and eventually they'll all stack up, but I don't really take breaks. Nope. Do you write on the weekends or how do you fit it in and still sleep? Well, on days I can coerce my husband into taking the children to school. (laughs) I get a good solid hour in the morning. Yeah. I'm a field rep. Some of this last book Every time I went to a new location that day, I was like 100 words. I'd write 100 words in my car. I write on my phone. I know that's crazy, except for when I'm yeah. home on the weekends. Uh-huh. It's a Google Drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's Google amazing. Doc. So I was like 100 words here, 100 words there. And little by little, a little becomes a lot. And wow, that's how it works. And I do write some on the weekends, but it's on Sundays because Saturdays are all sports. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have mad respect for you because that is hard to focus when you're on the go and writing. Or maybe you've got it down now and it's not hard. No, no, it's still hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mad props. Thank you very much. Are you a heavy plotter? Uh, No. And that's actually something I'm trying to get better at. I usually have the beginning and I usually have the end and then I'll have like specific scenes throughout the middle. And then it's like having to connect all of them. So I know I'm a pantser by nature, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to do better with the plotting, breaking out the three acts, working on their Enneagrams, you know, mm-hmm. the black moments, the lies, the truth, like this, the whole story plot. I'm trying to work better on that. Do you have a particular writing software that you like besides Google Drive to keep track of everything? Or do you do it all on Google Docs? I do it all on Google Docs because if I'm on my work computer, my home computer, my phone, my kid's phone, like it's all just there. (laughs) Okay, let's have a real moment right here because I was writing on that for a while and then sometimes it wouldn't save what I had written and that scared me off. So what's the secret? I have not had that happen and until it does, I'm good to go. But once it does, then I may reevaluate. But I've not had that happen. Hmm. Mm. Because it's so handy to just whip out your phone and even at sports every now and then (laughs) to write a little bit. No, I haven't had that happen. The only program that I've had glitches on is OneNote. 
Um, okay. I found one one note last year because you know it breaks it out into like folders for you, mm-hmm. and sometimes those don't sync between my phone and my laptop. Yeah, that's the part yeah. that makes me nervous, but it's not going to do that for you. It was just something I did probably. I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed on that one. Yes. <laughs> do you have any yes. tips for new writers? Just don't give up. Like. Oh gosh, I wish I had it in front of me. It was a quote I actually saw last weekend and it talked about fear and courage and dreams and just going for it. And Mm -hmm. if you do a little by little, a little becomes a lot and eventually it'll get there and just to do it. This is crazy, but I followed, I followed JJ Watt on Instagram. I am Mm -hmm. a football player fan. Obviously my books (laughs) have sports romance and every day he puts up a quote and he has the best motivational quote. So Hmm. I recommend people checking that out. He puts them up in his stories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about advice for established writers who are struggling? <sighs> what are they struggling with? Is it the creativity? Is it the publishing? Maybe like, being seen with all the other writers or I, yeah, I'm, I guess that would be a marketing thing. I'm going to say I fall into that category because when you only publish once a year, you're forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Just to remember why you're writing. I'm not writing for the people. I'm writing for me, you know, right. and because I love telling a story and I love the creativity side of it and the putting it all together. And I have to believe that if I just keep going, that eventually somebody bigger, somebody better, my audience will grow. I'm like, it, I'll all be seen in the end because, you know, it's like we said, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I know, like 10 years from now, I'll have 10 more books, one a year. And like, and my kids are so proud of me too. Aww, so that's great. I mean, my advice is just stick at it. There's ups and downs, but if you love it, keep going. How long have you been writing? I think I've been writing forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the first grade, I wrote a story about rabbits and turtles, and I remember <laughs> writing that story. <laughs> yeah. And then I started a story in 2000. It's still on my laptop. My husband got transferred by his company to London back in 2014 15. And I stopped working and stayed home with our kids when they were little. And being the husband that he is, he threw down the gauntlet about NaNoWriMo. He's like, mm. I challenge you to do this 50,000 words in 30 days. I'm yeah. like, buddy, if you're throwing it out there, I'm picking it up. And I did. <laughs> and that's when I, uh, so that story that's still on my laptop, that was that. And that was the moment I realized I can do this. And yeah. then January 1, 2014, it took me 72 days to write my first book. Wow. And, and I've never looked back. So that's remarkable. Thank you. With working full time and all of that too. I mean, it's remarkable without that, but yeah. especially knowing all the busyness. Will you ever do anything with that first book on your laptop? Yes. I go back and forth all the time. I need to finish this book three in this series. And I have that one story for the Chicago line I'm tossing around, but it's moving its way up in the list because there's like 65,000 words already on that story. It just needs to be cleaned up and Mm -hmm. I may switch it to third person. I I just, I'm thinking about like what my end goal is with that story. Yeah. It sounds close. Yeah. It just needs to be cleaned up. (laughs) (laughs) What do you love to do when you're not writing? Hang out with my kids and my husband. Mm -hmm. We are travelers by nature. We love the road trip. Mm -hmm. So just doing fun things. My husband and I, we've road tripped all over. We each have one state left of the 50 states to visit. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
I mean, I do like to read. I make quilts. I've done a ton of quilts. This is the Southern girl in me here coming out, right? So, <laughs> I love it. Um, I am big in the junior league still. I'm sustainer now because I'm over 40. But, I mean, we do a lot in the community. And that's really all my time. <laughs> yeah, so busy. Yeah. Did you do any fun trips this summer? We did. We start with Memorial Day weekend every year. We take the kids to Amelia Island up north of Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and then... Both my kids did sleepaway camps. My youngest did two weeks in Asheville. So I actually went to Asheville by myself to pick him up for an extra, I spent an extra two days there and I did like a long hike by myself and went Ooh. to the Biltmore by myself. Fun. My other one went to Eckerd. We took them to DC for 4th of July as like a bucket list. Watch the fireworks, see Trump, check the list. Like we, <laughs> we, did, we checked the parental list. That's so great. <laughs> they, they saw a president, saw the constitution, check, check, check. <laughs> now we're done with that. Then um, we go to the beach for a week. We go to the mountains for a week. We just were in New Hampshire for a week over Labor Day weekend. Uh, we fled from Hurricane Dorian and stayed oh. up a couple extra days up north. And then, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you've had an eventful summer. Yeah. Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. Go to meal when you're in a rush. Frozen pizza. Last five-star book you read. The First Girl Child. Favorite age? 30s. Any genre you'd like to write but haven't? Women's fiction. Favorite book boyfriend? Oh, man. This is random, but I I love Reese Recent from A Court yes. of Thorn and Roses. He's a yes. standard favorite, I would say. <laughs> he's a great one. He, he's one of my favorites. Will you be at any other signings this year? Not this year. Next up for me is Music City with the Bells, oh, Nashville. That'll be nice. <laughs> That's my dog. Ooh, sorry. Hi. That's okay. What's his name or her name? Her name is Molly. Molly. Uh, she's a golden doodle. I'm on the move, oh, so we don't hear her. cute. I love golden doodles. Yeah, my youngest son, he used to have eczema on his hands, and the skin would, like, crack and peel. So we needed the allergy-free dog. That's how we got her. Yeah. (laughs) She's making her presence known. I have a random question of the day. Okay. What are your thoughts on Cardi B? (laughs) I don't really know anything about Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's a singer, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She's the one that said, (laughs) I really don't have any thoughts on her. So. Sorry. <laughs> no, that says it all right there. If you don't have any thoughts, then that's a thought right there. I think it's time for us to sing a song. Okay, what are we singing? Oh, I love you. You're so easy. I hope it's not Cardi B. No, I <laughs> know now not to do Cardi B. <laughs> do you have a song on your heart today? That would be a no. My husband <laughs> makes fun of me because I literally sit in the silence. Like, I don't turn the radio on. I don't turn the TV on. I don't really like noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a Seinfeld episode where Elaine and her boyfriend are on an airplane, and he's just sitting there staring straight ahead, and Elaine's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you listening to music? You're not watching the movie. <laughs> like, that is so you. So, oh, but I'm funny. down to give it a go. So, <laughs> I don't want to sing by myself. This little light of mine. Oh, there we go. Okay. Nate okay. comes in handy so often. Hey, Nate. All right. All right. Ready? I think I only knew the beginning, but we'll give it a go. Yep. Okay. This little, little light, light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This, this little, little light of mine, 
I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Woo! Hide it under a bushel. No. No, I don't know all that. Let it shine. <laughs> That's a Sunday school song right there. <laughs> so speaking of Sunday school, my son asked me the randomest question yesterday. <laughs> yes. He says, Mom, who invented words? I was like, um, I'm not really sure. Most root words are Latin, but Latin's a dead language. So I'm, I'm not really sure. He goes, well, how did God talk to Adam and Eve? And I was like, I don't really know that. He goes, well, how did Adam talk to Eve? And I'm like, I don't really know that either. Wow. But, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Deep the things questions. Kids say. Yes. Uh, hmm. I don't have an answer. I think God <laughs> invented the words. I guess so. I was like, I don't know. Maybe they're grunting at each other for Apple. Maybe I don't know. So. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe they learned the words as they went. Yes. Or maybe they just woke up knowing. Maybe they did. That would that would be awesome. It would. <laughs> I don't know. That's something they teach us in Sunday school. No, it is not. But that is a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's next for you? Next for me is Lessons in Lemonade. Um, It's the third book in the series. Um, Nice. So in book two, one of the secondary characters um, comes up with an injury at the end of the book. So it's really his story and about how he overcomes the injury and like his headspace and where he's going next. And the same thing with the girls. So lessons in lemonade, the idea being when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that one's set in Charleston. I'm already concocting fun food items like fun. Yes. Instead of like shrimp and grits, we're going to do some seared foie gras grits. So yeah, we're going to do like a crawfish boil and, I got all kinds of stuff coming up for that one. So you probably don't have time for this, but it would be so fun to do like release parties and air it live of the whole menu on your release date. Ooh, That would be so fun. Like cook all the food? Cook it and have a party and let us all see it. I suppose I could do that. I mean, it just takes a little planning. It would take some time, but it would be so fun. Perks of being an indie writer, I can publish whenever I want. Yes. So I can plan all the way around that. Yep. (laughs) So that's what's next. And ideally, I would love it out by Music City with the Bells, but Mm -hmm. that may be pushing it for me, but I'm going to go for it and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Good. I look forward to seeing what happens with that too. Thank you. Thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I wish I could spend more time with you at Book Bonanza. Got chaotic there. <laughs> it was so chaotic, but I had a great time. Like Me it was too. such a, a well-run event. Like I'm just so proud of all of them. I am too. It was really great. Will you be in Nashville? I won't. I love Nashville, but I, I committed to too many this year. So next year I'm laying low. I understand that. So well then I hope to see you around soon. Thank and you. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season coming up. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks Willow. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. for listening. See you next week.